Thank you for taking time to listen to this sermon from Hope Church Toronto North. It is our prayer that through this message, you are challenged and encouraged by the Word of God and grow in your love for God and love for others. It is God's desire for us to be members of and regularly participate in a local church under the care of qualified elders. If you are not attending a local church right now, we encourage you to take that step. If you do live in the North York area and are looking for a local church, we invite you to visit us at one of our Sunday morning gatherings to discern if this is the church God is leading you to. Amen. Thanks, Sabrina. Morning. Wonderful to be together worshiping the Lord with uh, awesome uh, worship in His presence. And uh, now we are going to partake of uh, His Word and see what He has for all of us uh, today in, 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 the, in the Word of God. I'm just going to um, quiet my own heart as, I, as, I, uh, as we pray again. Okay. Father, thank you for your grace. You've graced us with your spirit. You've graced us with your word. Your word speaks to all, all of us, speaks to me right now, even as uh, you, you speak through, through your servant today, um, the word that you have before us in Luke. And so we, we give you praise. We thank you for your word that is living, that is alive, and that the Holy Spirit will take it and, and use it to further us and to grow us deeper into a walk with you Father, we pray that you would make it abundantly clear to my own heart and to the hearts of those whom you have called to yourselves and then those who you are calling to yourself even today. In Jesus' name, amen. A couple of weeks ago, it was Father's Day, remember? Um, it was uh, not a long weekend, but it was a time where, where Mina had booked us uh, a cottage. We usually go away on Father's Day, uh, weekend is uh, usually a time, that Father's Day weekend is usually a time we get a chance to get away. And so uh, Mina had booked a cottage up, in, uh, up at Wasega and uh, we went up there and uh, it was kind of a coolish day. So the cottage wasn't ready yet. So we were told that, would you please go and take a walk on the beach? And so we went over to the, across the street towards the beach and walked along the beach and boy, was I ever ready for, for, for this holiday? I was talking about it for about two weeks. And uh, as we walked onto the beach, this wind was blowing, howling wind across the, across the lake, and it was cold. It was blowing sand, and, uh, and I started saying to Mina, I think I'm eating sand. It's in my mouth now. And so we walked a little bit and went, went back and... Um, the, the cottage was ready uh, for us. And as we got there, my heart was saying, this is not fair. Three years ago, it rained all weekend. And now it's cold and it's windy. And so we went across to our cottage and we, were, we, took the, we went into the room, saw that we were right a, a, adjacent a river. And there was this huge line of trees uh, on the other side of the street after we crossed the street that was preventing the wind from coming over. And we had full sunshine between 13 and 15 degrees. We sat in the sun watching the river, and it was amazing. God rebuked me, 
in, uh, in that time. And, and so in that sense, we're going to see something similar that uh, God is saying to us in the passage that we're going to look to today in Luke chapter 17. We're in 17 verses 11 through 19. If you want to look at uh, uh, the Bible, if you picked it up at the back, it's on page 930. And if you're looking at the Pew Bible, it'll be page uh, 1206, and you can follow along. Here, this passage that talks about 10 guys that were kind of in an impossible situation, similar to the situation I thought I was in. This is going to be impossible. This is going to be one of those weekends again where it just goes down south, but uh, God uh, made it sure that it wasn't going to be that way. And so Luke is writing to this guy called Theophilus, right? And he's writing a sequential account, he says, at the beginning of the book, he says he's writing to Theophilus, the things that he has been instructed in. Luke is continuing to show Jesus' journey uh, as seen first in Luke 9.51 and then in Luke 13.22 that Jesus is going to Jerusalem. And we get a, we'll get a sense of what that means in a minute. And like Pastor Mob said before, that you can't bump Jesus from what he has been called to do. You're asking God to be bumped from what he, is instruct, he was instructed from eternity to, 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 to do. And Marv, remember, he, he preached uh, last, uh, a week ago that Jesus can't be bumped from that. Jesus is, again, going through the region of Samaria and uh, Judea. This is a region that is between J- Samaria and Judea, and he's headed to Jerusalem. And why is he headed to Jerusalem? Well, he's headed to Jerusalem because he's going to the cross. He's going to the cross uh, for a work that his father has ordained it from, from eternity past. And then as he is going, he meets uh, uh, people in need, people who are in a hopeless situation. These 10 that we, lo- we, are, we are seeing, he, is, uh, he's, uh, he meets them, in, and they are in a hopeless situation. People who uh, ask the Lord, they're going to ask the Lord for help. And if they ask the Lord for help, will they receive it? Amen. They will receive it. Let's take a look. Luke at chap, Luke 17, uh, 11 uh, through 14. Uh, while, uh, while Jesus was traveling uh, from uh, one place to another, he passed between Samaria uh, and Galilee, right? And um, he saw and uh, he noticed... Uh, those 10 who were, who, were, who were congregating outside of that village. If you look at uh, verse 11, they were congregating outside of the village. These 10 lepers were at a distance. They were at a distance because uh, they needed to stay at a distance. They were contagious. They were, they were lepers. They were, they were kind of outcasts. They were told to stay away from, from, each, uh, from society in general. And so they were outside of that village. And just before Jesus is entering into the village, uh, they were, they were uh, getting in touch. They, were, they wanted to, to, uh, to reach out to Jesus. This, these guys were like uh, uh, outcasts who were, were away from their own wives, from their own children. They weren't able to do their same, the jobs that they were in. So they were, they were part of their own community. They, they, had, a, they, they had a own community of, of, of 10. They, they were part of their own community because this was something that was common to them. They were, their misery made, it, made them so that they, be, 
they would travel together or they would live together because they were lepers and they were, they were an outcast. And so here we're, we, we see that, uh, that here they should, they were asking Jesus for help. And so they, they kind of stop him at, at the entrance of this village and uh, they're shouting out at him. And it's not even a shout that they would normally do because this is a shout that is affected by the, by the leprosy that they have, right? This is very, very hard on their vocal cords because of the leprosy. And so they're shouting out and, and see, you can see in, uh, in, in, in verse 14 that Jesus... Uh, you can see in verse 13 that Jesus is saying, Jesus uh, sees them, right? And they, they raise their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And in verse 14, he saw them. This saw is, a, is an intentional look at, at them. And so they stood at a distance shouting at him with a raspy voice. And they, they, were, they were being prevented uh, by, uh, by, by being very close to him. So the, the question should arise, how did they know who, who Jesus was? How did, they, how did they know who he was? So they, maybe they heard somebody who said, Jesus, Master, as, as the whole crowd was following Jesus around. Remember, now Jesus has got a whole entourage, whole people were following from, from everywhere, right? And so in the crowd, they're hearing this, this name, Jesus, Master. And so, so they, they shout out, and how did, how did they know why to ask him for help? That's a question you should be asking, right? Why, why are they asking him for help? How, does he, how do they know who he is? Well, maybe the guy in Luke, Luke chapter 5, if you look uh, further on in the, in the chapter of Luke, he was one of those guys who Jesus healed, uh, who was a leper. Remember this leper that Jesus healed? Jesus asked him to extend his hands, and, and he was healed. And he was also asked uh, later on to, to go and show himself to the priest. So then maybe they heard these stories. They heard stories about Jesus being healing those who are lame and who are blind. And so they said, we got nothing to lose, right? He, they've got nothing to lose. We, we are total outcasts. We don't belong to anybody. We only belong to our, ourselves. We are away from the spiritual community. We can't, go to the, we can't go to the temple. We can't enter into the rituals that we used to. So we're not going to have anything to lose. So they, they shout out at Jesus and see what Jesus says in verse 14. Jesus saw them in verse 13. Jesus told them in verse 14, asked them to go and show themselves to the priest. They had, not, they had almost most likely heard of all of the miracles that Jesus had performed, so they obeyed. Uh, so obeyed the Lord and they were on their way to show themselves to the priest. Now there is a, because they were between Samaria and, and Judea, this was a, a place where uh, many people went through back and forth because they were in a, in a, in a trade route. And so th these 10 could have possibly been all Jews. They could have been some mixture of uh, other, other nationalities because uh, they were this was a, a, a trade route. And so they, these guys, when Jesus said, I want you to go and show yourselves uh, to the priest, 
could have uh, ring, rang a bell from that guy in Luke 5's story. The, he, he was asked to go and show himself to the, the priest, but he was show, asked them asked to go and shelf, show himself to the priest after he was healed. These guys are being asked to go and show themselves to the priests even before they were kind of healed. And so, but they obeyed. They obeyed because uh, that's what the Lord had asked them to do. Remember, they heard it, that he was a master. And so the priest, why the priest? Well, the priest is like a health inspector. He gave you like a clean bill of health. If this guy gives you a clean bill of health, then you can re-enter into you know, society. You can do the things that, that you did before. You can go to the job. You can have your family back. You can come back into the, into the worshiping community. You can come back to church as, if, as it was. So the, the, deal is here, the deal here is that the tent took a chance to call on, uh, on Jesus with the knowledge that they had of him and decided to obey. So notice, you'll see this as we go along, that they, these 10 took the knowledge they had and obeyed Jesus because of all the stories that they've heard. Their obedience brought them the desired cleansing that they wanted, right? Remember, they were heading towards, the, heading towards now to the priest and they, these guys got cleansed. And so they, got, they were about to head and they were going to get a... a a clean bill of health, right? So these lepers uh, were in the same place that you and I were, right? Just think of it. Were you in the same place as these lepers were? We were, right? We were apart from God. We were sinners that, that were without God. And, and God, you responded in the right way to God's uh, grace when you realized that you were, like the ten, lost without hope. We had no hope. right? Those of us who, knew, who did not know God before, those of us who were not believers before, were without hope. And, and so we were, we were very similar to these ten. But we received. You received forgiveness when you responded the right way to God's grace. Just, just the way that these guys did, right? These ten responded with obedience and they received their, their cleansing. And so, so did we. We, we, were, we were lost without Christ. We responded and he, he, we responded to his grace and he gave us. What did he give us? He gave us salvation. He gave us uh, when we recognize our own hopeless situation and we cried out for mercy, just like these guys did, we, we responded the right way to God's grace, just like the way that these guys responded the, the way to God's grace. Your relationship with God was restored when you responded to the right way to God's grace. You were called and chosen to be a part of a family of God because you responded the right way to God's marvelous and miraculous grace. Why is it miraculous? Because it changes things, and we'll see how it changes things. We will see awesome ways of how God changes things. It's a wonderful story. It's a miraculous story, this story. You recognized and accepted God's mercy. It's a choice, right? These guys made a choice with the knowledge that they had. You made a choice because you cried out for mercy and you knew who your Savior is. And so you made, a, you made a decisive choice to call out and accept God's mercy and grace. 
And so the opposite is true. When, we, when us as believers choose not to pray, choose not to enter into a place, even as we are believers, do not ent- enter into uh, a relationship of asking him for the daily needs that we have, the daily sustenance that we have, right? We are, we are choosing to give up his mercy, give up his grace, give up his power in our, in our lives. And in, similarly, we also, give, we also do the opposite thing is when we choose not to reach out to one another. If we don't reach out to one another, right? Hey, brother. Hey, Michael. Pray for me today. I'm in a bad place, right? I said, have said this before. We need to reach out to one another. Why? Because Scripture says we uphold one another in, in, our, in our struggle. We confess our sins one to, to one another. We decide not to do that to, uh, for the graces that God has given us. So His mercy, God extends His mercy towards us. How? Through the church family. He extends his mercy and grace and his power, not only by himself, but he changes our hearts. But then he extends his grace and mercy through the family of God. He uses each one of us to speak into each other's lives. And so so in that same sense, God extends his mercy. He wants us to grow. Jesus showed the lepers mercy, but, not, but only one of them responded. And you can see that in, in verse, verse 15. People who are helped by the Lord give him worship that it's due him alone, right? You can see that in verse 15 and 16. But one of them, seeing he was healed, returned. So you're going to see some key things that are happening here. There's 10 who are cleansed. There is only one of them who sees that, that, he, is, uh, that, that he is healed. And he is, he is marveling as, uh, at his healing. Why? Because only God can do this. Right? He saw with spiritual eyes. He saw not only with his own eyes. And each other was saying, hey, guys, we're, we're healed. Look at this. And so he stops dead in his tracks. And he says, I, I, am, I am truly healed. And they're going, yeah, this guy heals. Yes, but this guy heals. But he's got to be something more than just some prophet who heals. No, he is somebody special. I, I, I see it differently. I just don't see he, they saw it with, with physical eyes. He saw it with his own heart, recognizing that there's something miraculous, there's something awesome that has happened to him. And so this seeing is, is different. This seeing is with the heart. And once he recognized this, he can only go, uh, only from God, he turned. He did what? He, did, he saw, and then he did a 180. So from his friends, he left his friends, and he did a 180. You did a 180. You ran from your sin, and you ran to Christ. Right? He ran from his situation, and he ran to Christ. He knew that this Jesus gave him mercy and grace, and he did the 180, and he ran to Christ. And what did he do? He did not regard uh, anything th- that was given to him now. He could realize all of a sudden, wow, I can, get my, I can get my family back. I can go to my family and I can say, look, I've been away from you from years, but this 
happened to me. Some prophet healed me just like the other nine. And they, he could have, no, what did he do? He went to the one person who is worthy of it all. And he, to a degree, left his family, left his job, and ran for Jesus, right? What did he get? He got it all. But what did he truly get? This is a Sunday school answer. What did he get? Jesus. Jesus. He got Jesus. Hallelujah, he got Jesus. So when you respond the right way to God's grace, you get more. He got, he, he started worshiping God, right? With a loud voice. But, but he got, as so he saw, he turned, and then this guy just loudly started worshiping God. Maybe he sang the song that Baptists sing. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Right? Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him, all ye heavenly hosts. And these heavenly hosts would praise God. Why? Not because he was physically healed. Not because he was socially going to be accepted again. Not because he was spiritually going to be able to enter rituals. But because he has seen the God who is going to redeem him. And he, the angels, are singing together with him. Praise God. His heart is anew. His heart is changed. Right? This is what happens to him. His heart is changed. It is changed to that degree you can see. So Luke is not saying to us, hey, you guys, his heart changed. Luke is describing to us. This is a wonderful thing about Scripture. Luke is describing to us what this guy is doing. What is he doing? He's loudly running towards Jesus. He doesn't care who is watching him. Just like that woman at the well, right? She goes and takes out all of the people from the town and says, come on and let me show you the Messiah. This guy's doing the same thing. There's so many people around Jesus. Jesus has a huge following. And what, what does this guy do? He loudly praises God. How loud? This is a loud, that is a healed voice. This is a voice that is, that is totally healed now. Not a raspy voice that he had before, but this is a voice that, that he is now a healthy voice, a healed voice. He is shouting out loud. And then what does he do? So he saw, and he turned. Now he's worshiping, but he extends his worship not just in loud voices and singing out loud, praising God and running to his family. He comes and worships him at his feet. Take a look at verse 15 there. Verse 16 says, He fell face down at his feet, thanking him, and he was a Samaritan. Luke has this tendency of doing these things. Emphasizes those who are far away, those who are not part of the, of the Jewish community. This man reminds us of how to respond to God in mercy and how, how many of us do that every day. Many of us do that every day. I, I hear it from you guys. And this is the thing about a church, right? We encourage one another of the good things that God has done so that we're building one another up. 
right? If you were in, uh, in, our, in our Ephesians class, you were singing one another together with hymns and spiritual songs, right? And, and uh, encouraging one another. How can you do this? Well, you, you do this by you live, it, you live it out every day. You sing. You, you, you obey this God in all of the areas of our lives. Those, who, those of us who have businesses, we, we obey God in, in the things that are unseen. Why? Because he has redeemed. He has changed us. And we are, we are his children. We are children of God. We are ambassadors of Christ. We act and, and live out a very different lifestyle. And we need to as, as we go along. And Jesus is now saying that uh, to, to us. And to, as, we, as we do that, we're talking to believers and unbelievers alike of, of his mercy and grace in our lives. And so this is the marvelous thing, Right? This is the thing that we share. We can say, hey, God saved me. I was a Hindu before. I was an idol worshiper. I used to take those idols and I used to bathe them in sour cream. That's true. But he saved me. That's why you hear Pastor Yogi shouting and screaming when he sings, praise God that he saved my soul. Worship to worship of God is important because of what it tells the whole world about us. It tells the world that we were without God. Now we are full of Him. How? Because of His Holy Spirit that indwells us. I will show, we'll show you what uh, I mean in, in the text in, from 17 to 19. Uh, Luke emphasizes the posture that this, that this foreigner has, right? The, where the where the Lord shows us that they, he has transformed a heart from, 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 a, from a worshiping heart to now a, a saving heart. And take a look at this. This is amazing. Scripture is, is so vivid in the, in the way that it, it, it shows us things. Jesus said, weren't there ten that were cleansed? Where are the nine? I, I didn't any return to glorify God except this foreigner? And then, here's the clinch. He told him, get up and go your way. Your faith has, has saved you. So this, Jesus is acknowledging to, to this foreigner, to this Samaritan, that it is, it is your act of seeing. It is your act of turning that, doing that 180, saying, I'm not going to be with my friends anymore, and I'm going to be now a part of, uh, of another community. I want to worship this guy. So he did that 180. He shouted out with a loud voice. He proclaimed it to the rest of the world about what, what, it is, what, what this Jesus has done for them, right? And he, um, and he, Jesus declares him that it is his faith that has saved him. Jesus shows us that this Samaritan's heart was changed. He sought a fuller a healing, a com more complete package, if you, if you will, that just like God has opened the gate, and we saw in Luke 13, for that the Jew and the foreigner, you can see the inference that, that, that Luke makes, right? That, that, that Jesus has come for the foreigner. That's why he's between Judea and, and, and Samaria. So those who are transformed see with a deeper spiritual insight because 
of their need. Those who have been given a new heart, do that 180. Those who are now a new creation, boldly praise uh, the Lord. And, and I see that in your lives. And that gives, gives me such a great uh, joy to, to say, Lord, look at your children. They're worshiping you. Look at your children. They're, they're testifying to your goodness, Father. Two worshipers do all of the above, and they do what? They fall face down at his feet. Jesus shows us not all that received his healing would recognize him, but the ones that do are redeemed, are his own. They are children of God. They're like that foreigner that, and like us, we were foreigners. He took that dividing wall and he broke He destroyed it, and now we are called His. So, a word to those who of those of you who don't follow Jesus. See, the ten, all ten believed in the knowledge that He could do this. So did the nine. The nine left with the healing and the with the cleansing. So, like that. If you are not a believer and you you say yes Jesus is God or 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 Jesus can do these things that doesn't save you what saves you it was is what the foreigner recognized the foreigner recognized that the healing that he received was from one person that received all the adoration and so it is your decision to follow Christ in a in a faith-filled way that allows you to be saved right to the to recognize your need and committing to follow Christ saves you just like the way that this foreigner did this Samaritan did a word to us as believers as the followers of Christ we reveal who we are and whose we are by how we thank God right there's it's all of the gifts that come into our lives our jobs our children our marriages are like rays of sunlight that shine back into where like into a, into the sun for us as believers that sun is the cross that sun is what jesus did on the cross that sun is what what christ has done in totality for us on the on the cross this man with a leprosy had no hope but jesus made a jesus made a way right we we were trapped in our sin without hope but jesus made a way this is why we worship jesus this is why we respond in the right way to 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 the mercy that we have received because we couldn't get to god but he made a way he decided from eternity past that he was going to save eddie that he was going to save precious right god made a way through jesus for this foreigner and for us too so let's stand up the worship team's going to come i'm going to pray as they come and we're going to shout out loud that he him alone made a way for us made a way to enter into the presence of god for all of eternity to shout out that jesus is the one who deserves our praise father we thank you for your grace 
We thank you for this awesome story. Lord, we thank you that you bring us stories, not just for instructional sakes, but allow us to see, see into people's lives the way that they react. By the way that they react, we learn. We learn from, from your holy word, through your Holy Spirit, how we ought to live our lives out. We pray that we would honor you this way, even as we sing now. In Jesus' name. For more resources or information about Hope Church, visit hopetorontonorth.com.